2: Portland is a baseball town. Our secretary didn't have anybody on the phone. (laughs) There was nobody on the phone. They were just egging me along. So they brought a little short, chubby
0: guy in with the name Peters and put him (laughs) in my place. He sent me the double A ball. Two fans, one mission to bring Major League Baseball to Oregon, fueled by Guardian games and athletic field design. This is the Diamonds and Roses podcast. Without further ado, your host Ben and Dave. Welcome back, sports fans, to the Dave Juster Studios. As always, I am Dave.
2: And I'm Ben. Dave, you know you got a great voice. Right, you're good looking. I am. (laughs) Well, here we are. We haven't (laughs) been kicked out. We haven't been kicked out yet, and uh, we're back, and we're uh, we're ready to roll in this beautiful baseball season, and things are rolling around quite nicely. What do we got going on?
0: Uh, we have uh, a good guest on this episode, as always, and we're really looking forward to this one. And Mr. Brian Valentine, uh, was assistant coach at Linfield College. Uh, again, Linfield,
2: you know, in terms of uh, baseball, kind of a an epic, legendary program, had a lot of success recently. Um, and uh, you know, I work out in Hillsborough and kind of um, have no understand the connections there, so. Uh, we'll be getting into a lot of really cool things.
0: Yeah, that's... We're going to have two parts. Yep. So this one we're going to talk about Brian and his uh, youth, his development as a baseball player, just kind of growing up. Hey, well, then, what about my youth
2: and development growing up?
0: Yeah. Um, I don't think we have enough time, Dave. <laughs> and okay, gotcha. um, I think the stones cracked from your history, so right. the, the Stone Age is past, right. and those things are those tablets no longer exist. Hey,
2: I'm, I'm I'm aging well. I'm like a fine wine. I get better. So okay, but we'll be we'll be on to the real deal over here. Okay. <laughs> the
0: the parchment that they had for mine burnt, right. so you know, just faded away. <laughs>
2: I was playing in the pre-helmet days. Yes, it,
0: yeah, so. y'all. <laughs> Anyways, um. With that said, I'm Ben. And I'm Dave.
1: And I'm Brian. And you're, you're listening, listening to the Dimes and, of and roses, roses podcast.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, Brian, thanks for joining us. You know, you'll be here for two parts. As usual, we talk about, you know, we'll talk about you as growing up. Uh, we'll ask some general questions Talk about as much as you want Because we want the people to get to know you Better as an individual growing up And then in our next episode We'll talk more about Linfield And we'll talk about the Falcons And your time <laughs> coaching in the West Coast League This guy was the West Coast League uh, We love the West Coast we League We do love the West Coast League So we're going to talk about that And um, you know anything else So without further ado, Brian you're You're on the floor
1: sweet yeah thanks for having me guys um you know it's an honor um i actually when i was in college i actually had my own radio show no way i did um we were called the banter boys it was me and uh, um one of our pitchers on on the staff and we were the banter boys so kind of the cool thing about linfield i went to linfield myself um and so there's a um radio station in the bottom of the communications building on campus that's Mm -hmm. fully fledged radio station student ran 90.3 fm you know we had every monday night i think we were tuesday night we were the banter boys Uh, we made t-shirts we we had some pretty cool guests um some some guys I went to high school with that played at Washington State and you know some baseball guys and and whatnot. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun. So it was I'm a, d- so I'm Brian d- has a
0: really good idea what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: yeah. He knows he knows the game. it's like cool.
0: these jokers.
2: They don't know <laughs> yeah, what they're doing. We really don't. We do that like since August. Yeah, we just kind of stumble around and whatnot. But yeah. So you're, to- you're from
1: Washington then? Yeah. So I uh, I grew up in Vancouver. Okay. Um, right across the. Right across the river, Southwest um,
2: Washington being fertile baseball territory. Yeah, yeah baseball I, obsessed Southwest Washington.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I uh, I think Vancouver is a baseball town, and when I say Vancouver, I yeah. mean you stretch out to Camas, you go up to Battleground, up to and you, Kelso, up to Kelso, a hundred percent, and um, even to you know Propster Stadium, where it's a rock skip away from the Columbia River, it's people love baseball. Um, and I, that's why I think the Raptors are going to do awesome this summer um, yeah. in Richfield. We'll be up there. Yeah. yeah. And that's actually Richfield is booming right now. I mean, Ooh. it's as you can tell yeah. obviously, but the whole area, Woodland Richfield, I mean the mm-hmm. whole area is just
0: That Richfield Sports Complex is yeah. pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. I yeah.
1: haven't haven't had a chance to get up there um, yet, but I'll be up there um, in June probably, but uh yeah, Richfield will they're not going to be a 2A school for very much longer. Yeah. Year. Oh no yeah hmm. so yeah i know it from vancouver um baseball is deep in vancouver but it's also deep in the family too oh, okay. and, and i'm sure we'll get into that sure. um, mm-hmm. later on but
0: yeah so let's let's jump way back okay um and let's talk about you know you as a child like what was the first time that you really just kind of knew baseball was your thing and really started following and so on
1: Ooh. um Well, I will go back to one point. I don't know if this was the point, but looking back at it, where when I was in Little League and I would go to each different team, I would catalog it like I played for them and got traded after the tryouts. Really? Like I was, I got drafted by the Yankees or no, sorry, the Braves. Uh, as a t-baller and then moved up to the Northwest division and I played for the Yankees for a year and then went to the NL and went I was a pirate for mm-hmm. a little bit and then I uh, I was a went down to Florida and I was a Marlin and then um the next two years I was a Padre finishing out Little League so I think kind of inherently it was it was then just when I was little I mean I would um my mom when she when she listens to this, she's gonna hate this, and she's gonna remember how much she hated it. But I, I had a little souvenir bat uh-huh. from like a Mariner game, and I would reenact games, and like I would make my own leagues and make my own lineups. But I would swing in front of our TV in the in the living room. <laughs> That's awesome. And she was like, "You're gonna break Could our TV." Yeah, out of your yeah. Hand. yeah, never did, never did. Luckily, um, yeah, luckily. I know, right? Looking yeah. back, like. I'm sure my if my kid does that I'm be freaking out like she was, but it was uh, it was always just kind of a deep uh, deep passion I guess looking back at it. But I, I kind of thinking back, probably that right there, just in little league, think mm-hmm. having my mindset of oh I got traded, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of not taking it serious, but kind of mm-hmm. having you know a little bit of thought to it. So yeah.
0: is there anything beyond you know just feeling like you got traded is there something that you remember from little league that kind of stands out to you this day defining moment or just some cool memory
1: uh probably the the group of guys i played with so um we were when we grew up we we ended up having some success at the high school level and um excuse me a lot of us played collegiately and actually one of us one of them, not us. I mean, I I'm not putting me with him, but ah, he, made, he made he yeah. made his major league debut last summer for the White Whoa, Sox. Who's that? Wow. Ian Hamilton. Very cool. He uh, he was the closer, and you got to feel like you're part of that. I yeah, mean, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah you kind of yeah, do. And really? and it, like yeah. I've played with I played with him since That's I was cool. eight years old. Um, so probably the the group of guys and just you know the, I kind of had the same coaches, um, growing up, and then just kind of all snowballing into the same high school, same, you know, kind of middle school team and just growing up playing the game right and being taught how to, you know, go about your your business the right way. Um,
0: what was your position that you played so
1: early on? I was a, I was an outfielder. And then when I got to the college level, I wasn't fast enough. So I was a first baseman. Um, but I, if you look at me, I'm not really a first baseman stature. I'm 5'10". Not, and, yeah, not, yeah, not Yeah, not a traditional so my tool I could hit. Okay. And so they kinda just found a position for me. Gotcha. Looking back at it, I wish I would have developed as a third baseman or a catcher. Oh yeah. Um but the cat the blocking baseballs never really um caught never, on to you never never yeah. caught on how
2: much you're hitting might have suffered
1: right right and yeah you now. never know um yeah. actually there's a funny story about that with my dad oh, is let's hear that i <laughs> so I like my i think my probably my 11 year old year i uh, i caught a lot mm-hmm. in little league for the padres and so and i enjoyed it it was it was fun and i go dad i need gear i'm gonna start catching he goes are you sure and I go, yeah, no, let's do it. Please buy me gear. So he buys me this brand new set of gear. I guess how many games. I caught none. I caught two. <laughs> brand new catcher's gear. Brand new, brand new catcher's gear. And even to this day, too. he's probably still a little salty about yeah, it. Funny, even a bit. Uh, I don't know if I brand new catcher's gear. Decent gear is spendy. Yeah, day. it is. It was. Yeah. It was brand new gear. I don't. I think I. I think I borrowed the mitt.
0: Okay. I didn't so, know if he's like still this to this yeah. day trying to break it in. Cause you like <laughs> got two games. Yeah. He's still angry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I'm going to break this in. Yeah. But that was always the, well, you're going to work it off. And so I, oh, you yeah. Know, yeah. So it was, it was one of those, uh, agreements, but
0: was there a player growing up that you kind of in, like to imitate and just say, Hey, this is the player I want to be growing up.
1: Right. Um, so I was a big Mariner fan. Um, you know, everybody says Griffey, but I was kind of too young to be, gri- to you know, because when I was growing up, it was Griffey was a red. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, he wasn't a Mariner. Yeah. Well, the early know? 2000s. Like yeah. After yeah. That 2001 yeah. Team yeah. After yeah. Yeah. So my, like my first, this is kind of getting off a tangent, but my first memory of watching Major League Baseball was in 2002, my dad took me up and we watched mm-hmm. A-Rod when he was with Texas. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. Making Man. money. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
1: So that was my first memory. So about 2002 on, um, but believe it or not, this might make you laugh. I was a big Richie Saxon fan when he was in Seattle. A Southwest Washington kid. Yeah. 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 Huge. Yeah. Like I, he so, went to Prairie. Or <clears throat> yeah. He went to Prairie. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, he's the reason I wore 11. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Because I, so in nine, so when I was nine, um, We had one of my buddies, dad, who's our little league coach, start like a tournament team. And that's when like tournament ball kind of really started. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm kind of in that awkward age where you see, you know, I played tournament ball, but it wasn't like it is nowadays. Right. Um, Trying to cross over time. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's kind of an awkward window of time. But um, so we were picking numbers. Right. And the first time I've ever been able to pick my number and um, his son and I were best friends. And we both like Richie Sexton for some odd reason. That's um, some good years. Yeah, he did. Oh, he, I mean, yeah, he has yeah. he hit some hit some dingers, yeah. and you know, good years. Um, so my buddy was like, "Well, I want 44." And I'm I was sitting there disappointed, but I was like, "Well, your dad runs a team. Okay, I'll let you have it." Huh. Well, Richie wore 11 in Milwaukee. I'll well, just be 11, and I was 11 the rest of my life. There it is. Uh huh. So Richie Sexton is the reason I wear number 11. So I guess it would be Richie Sexton if I had to answer that. Um, But, you know, obviously the big poppies of the world Mm -hmm. and then, you know, A-Rods. I did when Derek Jeter retired and like his first year out, I kind of was not sad, but I, you know, I kind of thought to myself, man, I really wish I would have appreciated him more. Yeah, you I know. had the same
2: feeling. You know? Yeah, so. I don't think he was in his prime. Appreciated. Yeah, in, yeah. Uh, looking back, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, he was on so many good teams, and he just right. kind—he didn't. I mean, he didn't wow, yeah. You know,
2: people that don't understand the, the nuances, yeah, little things yeah, in yeah. baseball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it, more than the casual fan, uh, yeah. The, yeah, you look at the little things.
1: Yeah, uh, and so I had a lot of favorite players, but I would say probably if I had to put someone on the, on the it'd be Richie Sexson. Oddly yeah. enough.
0: Yeah, I want to hit on the the thing a little bit more cuz it's like I remember growing up and like watching him play and it's like being younger I didn't mm-hmm. literally like respect the level of effort being put into these the, the players were putting in and it's now that I'm like older that I'm like wow, I just you yeah. know, I respect the fact of like the time, the effort and and what they did. And so it's like I have a different respect for professional players as I'm as I'm aging mm-hmm. per se.
1: Or just like the fact that you can be that consistent, that high of a clip of playing the at the right. highest level yeah.
2: without any holes in his game. You know, right. in terms of just he, and that's a rare thing, right? And mm-hmm. just and those little things, in terms of uh, yeah, it's. A lot of casual people don't understand,
1: right? Yeah. And just well, and putting up with like the media in New York that oh, that yeah. was just, oh, you know, it's it's relentless, and it's it's.
2: We're in a place like Seattle; they just everyone just loves you out Yeah, 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 <laughs>
1: unconditionally. Mm-hmm.
2: Right.
0: Yeah, you got yeah. Boston, and you have New York, which are probably if, the Philly, hardest. Philly, Philly, Boston,
1: yeah. and New York. You better,
2: you better do well. Right,
1: yeah. right, yeah. exactly. So, were you
0: like Mariners your team growing up, or
1: yeah, um, Mariners were my team growing up and then when the Sox won the World Series in 04 my dad and i went to athlete's corner in, in town and bought a Boston hat and then i'm a big wrestler. so i had so i i had three favorite teams it was it was Seattle Boston and for some reason Padres so i i had like a Johnny Damon jersey um and like a Padres hat and then but the Mariners trumped it all yeah. right and then as i got
2: older that kind of we, we still are Mariner fans. It's tough every yeah. year, and it, I'm a huge Mariner yeah. fan, too. Well, there's actually a... It's rough.
1: There's a funny story about that, too, is I'm actually a fan-free agent right now. For what? I'm a fan-free agent. Oh, really? Oh, okay. So, okay. I made a huge deal um, a couple years ago. So, you know how the Mariners had those, those runs where they were good, and then July and August hit, and they were just out mm. of contention, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one of those... I, I think there was a year where they were just bad or something. I they kinda all run together. But um (laughs) I made a big deal when Bucky Jacobson threw out the first pitch in August. Meaning this is why the mayor like I went on a rant to with all my friends. Like, this is why the Mariners are run the way they are because they have Bucky Jacobson throwing out first pitches. You know, there's millions of people in the state of Washington that are better than him. He did, he played three years for the Mariners and did absolutely nothing. <laughs> Hot take, probably. Stone, yeah. yeah. And so, my, my buddy, who actually played shortstop at Linfield, um, he's from up there and he held me to it. He goes, Well, if you're not going to be a fan free agent, you can't, or if you're going to be a fan free agent, you can't be a Mariners fan and I go okay whatever I'm not a Mariners fan so he made a joke well you can't reinstate until 2020 <laughs> and I go okay well, whatever fine they're gonna they're gonna suck anyways whatever you know and so I like every time we'd watch a game I would comment and he go I thought you weren't a Mariner fan anymore like why do you care you can't it, so he to this day hold, yeah, he holds me to that um, of the i can't be a fan till until 2020 so mariner fan but i will say the last year that i didn't really kind of care it was so fun and refreshing just watching good baseball yeah so if you ever get in a rut become a fan free agent and oh, a little refreshed yeah itll give me some perspective and yeah, yeah yeah okay. but okay. but no it's 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 a funny little joke That's between cool. and like i'll wear and, every, and other people have picked up on it. Like I'll wear because I have a bunch of Mariners gear because I was a, I'm a huge fan. And they're like, Oh, I thought you were not a Mariners fan. Like my girlfriend to this day still does it. She's like, I thought you weren't a Mariners fan. I'm like, are you kidding me? I, I'm just this is, I'm just lounging around. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a dry fit. So. Yeah, <laughs> but
2: like a snuggie. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So to answer your question in a long way, probably yeah, Mariners. I'll always
2: be a Mariners fan. They just, you know, I just, my, my interest wanes, but I'll always be a fan. I mean.
0: All right. Well, with that said, we'll take a quick break and uh, hear a word from our sponsor. Sick of overpriced apparel and equipment, looking for a company who prides themselves in quality products and services? Look no further than our friends at Hit Factory Athletics. Created by a pro ball player born purely from the love of the game, they exist to serve players and fans of the game. Take it from me, Ben. Hit Factory Athletics prides itself in quality and service. Head on over and check them out at www.hitfactoryathletics.com. That's www.hitfactoryathletics.com. At checkout, enter promo code Podcast. That is D-R-P-O-D-C-A-S-T and receive a 10% discount upon checkout. Join the legends with Hit Factory Athletics. All right, we're back. And it's um, good to be back. It's good to be back. <laughs> so once again, we're here with Brian Valentine, with assistant coach with the Linfield uh, Cats. Wildcats. That's yeah, right. the Cats. And uh, we're talking about uh, Brian's early years. And... Um. So you uh, went to Skyview High School Mm -hmm. and newer school, newer school. Not not too old a school,
1: relatively. Yeah, built in like ninety eight or something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Your bio says that you're a two time all league player and you helped lead them to their one and only state championship. I did. Yeah. Talk About that year.
2: Okay. Okay. I want to hear about that
1: year. That's that's a big deal. Let's open up the yearbook a little bit. Um. That was uh, <clears throat> kind of a heavy favorite, or were you a little just, bit, like, yeah. yeah. Um, but we faced some early struggles, yeah. um, where and I'll always kind of have this belief since this year is it's not where you start, it's how you finish. Mm-hmm. It's not where you're at. And what were those? What, what were those early struggles look like? Well, it was a it was a two-one lo- or four-two loss in a rivalry game. Ooh. Um, that were were better, but you know they, they had the best of us. We traditionally at Skyview struggled early in the season. Okay, um, we would drop a game and then play well, drop a game and then kind of go on a run a yeah. little bit. That was we were notorious for that. Mm-hmm. But that uh, that that team and kind of going back to what I was talking about was um, those group of guys that we played that I played with from Little League on, mm-hmm. we pretty much all played high school baseball together. Yeah. Um, so it was really fun to go through Little League through high school um, together. So that's kind of another reason why it was so special. But um, yeah, so in 20, 2013, we won the title. Um, we, we, we beat South Kitsap 8-5. And that was... The most up and down game I've ever been a part of in my life. Just,
2: just well played game, or just no. crazy stuff going.
1: Crazy, on? not well played. Hmm. They had like nine errors. We had seven. Oh, wow! Just like throwing the ball around. You know the, well,
2: At the big school level, yeah. that's pretty rare, too. Yeah, yeah, no, and
1: it was. And so, um, but kind of going going back there. So we started off. We kind of We struggled a little bit. Came out of the gate. Uh, you know, we were top ten in the state, and then um, the kind of cool thing about the program at the time. So, right now, if we flash forward, Skyview is now playing in their third straight Final Four, third consecutive. They yeah. lost the state title last year by a run. Quality
2: program.
1: So, and, you know, it was kind of, and before we got there, it was a, uh, you know, Skyview's the bunch of you know affluent families that you know tend to always underachieve you know we do we never do anything with our talent because
2: so an upper middle class yeah school and it's yeah. and
1: it's i mean the talent that has gone through that school baseball wise is nuts you know yeah. i don't know if you know the name jeff ames he uh went to lower columbia um and was drafted by the rays hmm. um was an oregon state signee um Which, when yeah. he, in like in like 08 so like right after they won their their first their yeah they're they're two natties yeah. but um so kinda when we came in, we were like well, like I said, we all played together. So the talk around town was like this class is gonna be really good. Yeah. So don't, you know, don't screw this up. And so uh um,
2: you, you guys had a lot of success coming up and you were yeah, that, that group.
1: Like our eighth grade year, we won a state championship. Right. Which yeah, yeah. is legit. Yeah. Yeah. So we were I mean, we were a pretty legit uh group of eighth graders. And then we kinda combined forces with the other town, other like side of the district. Right. that we played against some six, other kids that fed into that right fed that fed game. into Skyview. Mm-hmm. So we kind of joined forces and in 2011, our freshman year, we we didn't not a lot of us played varsity. We had a bunch of seniors but we won league for the first time in almost 10 years, right Yeah And so then the next year we went to state for the first time in school history. Years yeah. Or yeah, won another league title, and then the junior year we won another league title, and we then we had some you know we won that first state game, um, so we were we played Gonzaga Prep in the the uh, Sweet Sixteen, and their starter um, went to Gonzaga, Gonzaga Prep to Gonzaga, um, won that game three one, and then Puyallup, who was the number like. Top five in the nation. Oh wow! And they kind of kicked our. They they got they had the best of us because we played them two times already this year, mm-hmm. and um, they beat us both times. And then, so our league that year, we had two teams in the in the regional. Heritage was the other one. Right. That speaks well of the league, right? I'm right. Sure. It was yeah. the league was pretty good that year. Yeah. Um, so we. Um. So we took care of Heritage um, all year, and then they played Puyallup in the Sweet Sixteen. We beat Gonzaga Prep playing it. How Washington does it? They do a doubleheader. Oh, okay. So we played the morning game, and I had a weird feeling, that just the weird feeling in the air. You know how you get those a little bit? Uh, maybe I'm the only one. But the their coach was like, "Hey, coach, can we use your wiffles? We left ours in Vancouver." Ooh. And I'm like. And our coach gave him the, our wiffles, and I go, go Your get him. Department. I go, I go. Good luck, yeah. coach. Go get him. And I felt weird, in a good way. And so we go to Subway for lunch, and um, we start checking Twitter. And it's Heritage up one nothing. Heritage up one nothing after three. Heritage up two nothing. Heritage up three nothing after five. And so we come back to the yard. And we're watching this, and Heritage is just—you could tell that they were going to win that day. Yeah, and I look at my buddy who eventually played at CLU, and I go, "We got to—this is baseball saying we got to win this now." Like them lose, like when Heritage recorded the last out. Like we got to win this, and he's like, "Yeah, we got to do this. Like this is our chance, right? Because yeah. the wall because we weren't going to be. Were they heavy favorites? Oh yeah, they're they number one, in the, number one in the state, no, top five in the nation. Okay, top five like nationally. They, so. Yeah, nationally. Like their yeah. catcher, pitcher went to North Carolina. Yeah. Um, Luke Heimlich yeah. went to Oregon State. Yeah. He was their ace. oh Okay. Um, and then they had Levi Jordan, who went to UW, who's in the Cubs organization. Tons of D They had yeah, this. bunch of talent, right? Yeah, and they're and they're really good. That still to this day, and um, so they lose, and so we have heritage, and there was never a thought we were ever going to lose. It felt like we won sixteen to nothing. That game was four to three. Oh, and and so we're going to the final four, right? Yeah, that's a good deal. And so we draw Kentridge. This your junior year. Junior year. Junior yeah. Year. So um, we draw Kentridge, and then um, who had Joe Wayne House, who went to who's now at UW right now. Went to Ole Miss, and then now he's at UW. and we played them in the first round of the playoffs, like way back when. Beat them. Well, we ended up beating them like thirteen nothing. Wow! In the semis. Yeah, that's not
2: a typical. Yeah, no, normal. yeah, no, no they, uh-uh.
1: And so we poured on them, and then um, we play South K, and it was just. I think they took an early lead, then we took it back. It was literally – each team was like, no, we don't want to win here. You win. Yeah. No, we don't want to. No, you got – you circus Yeah, yeah, exactly, a little it. bit. And so it was kind of like, whatever, you know, the people outside the program were like, well, you didn't earn that. They gave it to you. Whatever. But anyway, so we claimed the first state title and um, the currently the only state title. Um, so they're – um, their current head coach now was a, an assistant on our mm. team, so okay. um, he's done a good job since taking over. But so we win it, and then um, we go back to the playoffs our senior year, but we lose. Um, but uh, so that was kind of like this the um jump forward for the program. Like the program is broken, broken. through. Yeah, yeah, it's broken yeah. through. It, it, you know, it got it was. I can't believe how flooded it a phone could be. I mean, people I hadn't talked to all year. C- congratulations. Blah, blah, blah. That's cool. You know, it was just, it was nuts. We had a school, we had a school parade. We were on the front page of the news. Well, and then
2: also it's that Southwest Washington pride thing yep. too. Yeah. Which beyond just the state thing, there's that regional, regional component to it.
1: Where that yeah. regional, all three Seattle teams lost. Obviously, because we won it, but like the we beat the crap out of a of a Seattle team, and that's kind of the thing in Washington baseball. Seattle baseball is almighty, which it's good baseball. Don't get me wrong, but being from Southwest Washington, there was a little bit of chip on your shoulder and and whatnot. And I'm kind of it's it's been nice as an alumni to see them kind of pull that bring that forward, you know, and and whatnot. They've kind of they've kind of elevated it from where we took it to now. They're going to three straight final fours. Yeah. They're, you they're know every year. Yeah. Yeah. You so, kinda
2: led the charge on that, your well, squad. Break yeah. Yeah, a little bit. And it,
1: it's kind of cool to be like, well we you know, we showed you the way maybe a little bit, but it was mm-hmm. uh but in kind of going back to Vancouver is there were there were a lot of solid programs in Vancouver. You know, Union's uh decent. Um Camas is good. They won the league Skyview didn't even win the league this year. And Camus won it.
2: Camus takes it force seriously. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And that. And I was kind of yeah. in the yeah. when I got when I was at Skyview. That was kind of the the transition from like because Skyview football was like legit. Like we were winning league titles. We played for a state title my sophomore year mm. in football. And then the changing of the guard kind of came, and Camus went on their run. Yeah. Won a state title, and now Union won a state title last right. year in football. Yeah. So Southwest Washington's kind of a cool little place that i don't know i think people that are you know they follow sports kind of you know it's
2: from my son when he played little league and just just the whole sports scene up there getting to know the communities a mm -hmm. little bit and kind of see it and the growth and this right yeah
1: yeah so it's it's been exciting to and different and when you're kind of out of it you know being an oregonian now so but yeah sorry that was a really long answer it's all right but. it's all right we appreciate it. <laughs> it, guys, it's good guys, to hear
2: are that you guys looking at any uh southwest washington kids oh absolutely yeah, you guys are oh like hundred,
1: kids, sure. i think that's a goldmine for our level yeah I'll bet. yeah i i mean it's d1 you know it gets a little um the the range and the board is a little smaller so you got you really have to be a guy there's yeah. not as many D one prospects as D three or D two yeah, or sure. you know mm-hmm. uh, NWAC prospects, JUCO prospects, um, but I think you know that Southwest Washington region is you can make some serious, some serious money down there there and win some championships with those caliber players for mm, sure. That's cool.
0: So you went to uh, Yakima Valley College straight after high school. I did, doing Yaks. And then uh, from there, you went to play at Linfield, mm-hmm. earning I your did. marketing degree. Yep. Um, so talk a little bit about like your time at Linfield as a uh, player.
1: So, my, so it was kind of interesting. Um, it was in a way short-lived um i kind of you know i had to battle through some injuries and and stuff like that and i actually um didn't finish my college career playing um so i went to yakima at high school and then spent a year there um and then i came to linfield and then never never one never really put anything together and then just kind of injuries came and, you know, some decisions were made. And, um, so I was actually brought, I was a student assistant my senior year. Oh, okay. So I, uh, um, the new, the new coach who was an assistant when I played took over. Um, and so he hired me onto his staff. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's cool. Yeah. So it was kind of, it was actually kind of one of those things where, baseball so i've i had i've had the falling in love with baseball and then completely falling out of sure. love was that at linfield when you yeah. kind of yeah. fell out of love yeah, and yeah.
0: What, what what why was that like what so happened? just
2: because <clears throat> your identity was shaken
1: yeah my you know i was my my playing days were done and so i was like in in my opinion i a lot of people don't get to say I'm done playing and be okay with it. Mm-hmm. That's what Derek Jeter gets to do. and right. pe- You know, and everybody else. It wasn't on your terms. Yeah, it wasn't really on my terms. Yeah. So um, it was kind of bitter, and I was, you know, I put it so much into this game, I'm done with like it. like
2: yeah. 20, 21. So yeah. You got yeah. Right yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was 21, so yeah. um, I was just like, whatever. I'm, I'll am i go get, so I got a sales internship the next summer, and mm-hmm. Whenever I'll go, I'll go sell something. You know, you'll use my marketing degree and do that, and then um, just complete. And I, I, I'm not joking. I completely fell out of love with the game of baseball. And I watch, like, if for those of the people that know me, like it's the like I would literally watch Mariner games every night from seven to nine. Like that's what I'm doing. Like I'm watching Mariner games I'm watching the game of baseball. Like that's what I'm doing right I watched f- four games in the summer after I was done playing yeah. four hmm. and they weren't even full games and I just like it was weird and then when I was asked to um, come on as a as a coach at Linfield it slowly like came back my love for the game kind of came back and mm-hmm. now it's just So it was kind of a, one of those things where I fell completely out and then I fell back into, back into it. And
2: what's the, what's the time commitment as as a Linfield coach? Initially when you got back, were you able to keep your, your sales job or what was that transition like in terms of, uh, fall in love back again, baseball and coaching. Like how, how was that balance?
1: Uh, yeah. So the, it was, it was tough. Um, it's, it's pretty time consuming. Like I mean, before, before, before this, I was at the Tiger game, you know, recruiting. Sure. So it's kind of it's a lot of long nights of doing that, and you know, some road trips. But 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 at the Division three level, it's a little different. Um, it's not as intense. Uh-huh. Um, but me being a young guy, I kind of make it intense, if that makes sense. Right. Um, but you know, I went to Kelowna last summer, so it was. You know, I was, I lived in another country for three, three and a half months Mm -hmm. and it was on the road. So, so I've kind of had a unique, like I haven't, I haven't spent a full summer recruiting for Linfield yet. Okay. So, and that's what I'll be doing this summer. So,
2: when they transitioned, you first transitioned into you. You started coaching. What was mm-hmm. your role? What was your position? So brought you back.
1: Um, I this have, is
0: why you're still in school, right? Yeah. yeah. You started yeah. doing some really year. Yeah, yeah, it was my somewhere. senior
1: year. Yeah. So, um, I helped. So we have, we we have a JV program. Okay. Um, so I helped with that, and then. Um, whenever varsity had something I would and jv didn't have anything I would be in that dugout trying you know trying to pick signs trying to see tendencies whatever you know do a chart or whatever whatever you know coach needed me to do and um then I worked with the jvs helped with hitters you know just kind of facilitated whatever yeah. I, needed. I was really kind of a you know because I one went to school with still a lot of these guys yeah. mm-hmm. now when you're in your Kind of your upper level courses, you don't see the younger guys, but yeah. you know a lot of those guys I played with. So it's like, well, and 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 I in that senior class really accepted me as you know as a coach, and I'm really great. because yeah, that could potentially yeah. be pretty awkward. Yeah, yeah right, and with I age, was age group peers, hundred mm-hmm, yeah, percent, and that theory. and that's just human nature. Yeah, but I was I was so fortunate for those guys that they you know they accepted me as mm-hmm. you know as as one of the guys. There
0: there had to been some level of doubt like in yourself, you know, going from a player to mm-hmm. then being a manager yeah. and then being there on a different level with these guys yep. who were your peers now they're under you as a coach. There's just right. that the, the different feeling, that different level, you know, everything about it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. There, uh and there was the, that was there was the balance where, you know, I I couldn't I couldn't do certain things off the baseball field mm-hmm. that I usually would do, you know, or participate And you
2: I remember that at that age you're worried about your credibility, you know. Right, 100% that, at, at mm-hmm. that age I mean, that, that's yep. probably constantly on your mind. Yep. Like like it's working with kids that I mean that's that's got to be tough. Yeah, that's no, 100%. and it was and I, you know like I pick and I was dealt with that. Yeah,
1: and I was picking picking and choosing who who I would coach up, you know, if I'm, you know, I'm not Honestly, I, I didn't coach up our our all conference right fielder too much, you know. I you know I'd be like, hey man, your swings look good. Your your swing looks good today, or yeah. you know, hey, yeah, I what do you, I saw you, you know, you you you're moving your hands a little bit more pre-pitch like are you, is that just a rhythm thing or like what what are you thinking there you're just asking yeah questions. yeah just kind of yeah. in, inquiring and without any, any yeah. criticism whatsoever right yeah very strategic mm-hmm. right yeah, and know. so i would like i said i was more of a fly on the wall and just kind of trying to learn the ropes and mm-hmm. um fortunately we have some guys in our staff that you know were really one i said i was thankful for the senior class but i was really thankful for the you know the coaching staff because a lot of those guys coached me so it was kind of the same thing that I was going through, like, mm-hmm. well, what's your credibility? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but it, as you talk with people and how you talk the game, they kind of understand mm-hmm. where where your philosophies are and where your beliefs lie. And so it was, it was, I was very fortunate for the the group that I I got to start with, and and I've learned a ton since. So yeah. that's
0: cool. I'm curious. Uh, so going from the player to the coach. Mm-hmm when you felt like you know you were or whomever said you know, like you're you're done yeah as, as a player either due to injury or just something else uh did the coaching staff approach you and say hey brian do you want to come on board as a coach or did you go to them and say hey can we can i continue this relationship but on yeah. as a coaching level
1: um i was approached i was um i got a call from that didn't feel good yeah it yeah, did cool. it was a little it was a little odd um because i was confused and um because i was like well why would you what why me like i me personally i knew why me because i was confident in my abilities but Mm -hmm. like why are you you know why and i was kind of you know i was coming back um for my senior year and i was like you know what i'm just i'm i was like i was out of love of the for the game so I wanted to be just a student, just hang with my buddies and, you know, do my homework and, you know, get good grades and just get my degree and move on. And then I got that call and I went and talked to him, talked to, you know, Coach Manley. And, you know, we talked about it and I went, well, how long do I have? He told me, he gave me a week. So um you know i called some people i trust and, and this is one thing that always s- stuck with me and i knew my answer right when he said it was my high school coach um and he goes he goes bv you're not you're not calling me for my opinion you're calling me because you know what i'm going to say just need to hear the validation yeah you yeah. need to hear validation and i was like yeah you're right
0: But it's always good hearing that from Mm -hmm. someone you trust and knowing that they'll, whether, you know, maybe, okay, maybe it's, uh, you know, I know I can do it, but just hearing that from somebody that you know you can trust and that Mm -hmm. you can reach out to and ask that question is, is enough.
1: Yeah. And it was, it was like really kind of, it wasn't mind blowing, but it just opened my eyes of like, well, I mean, yeah, when I was done playing, I wanted to coach. Cause like like I said, baseball's in the family blood. You know, coaching has been in my in the blood. Mm-hmm. Where my eighth grade presentation, I did a coaching presentation. How all my mm-hmm. all my family members have coached, and I want to do it. So it's like right. I want to do it anyway. Why why not? Why are you letting this get in the way of that? Like you have a college mm-hmm. coaching opportunity where there's a bunch of people that would love to have an opportunity to coach at the college level, and me being mm-hmm. able to do it as young as I am. We're, well, I think we should lead in with that you
0: know yeah we will but but first before we before we end this i got one final question i I want to ask you It's popping in my brain and i've always wanted to know this Mm -hmm. if you were giving advice just purely a individual to individual Mm to a a youth right now going from high school to the college level Mm -hmm. and you're just giving it as I'm going to give you my perspective of having been a student athlete. What's one bit of advice that you'd give to someone that's getting ready to go to school in college?
1: Perfect. This is what I would say. It's kind of a two-pronged deal. Mm -hmm. One, your hard work will always pay off, even if it's something that you don't think it would pay off for you. For example... Me, I, I bust my tail as a player that didn't necessarily work out for me as a player, but I'm, I guarantee you that's why I was hired at Linfield by the coach, by coach Manley. You gained their
2: respect. So another pathway
1: presented itself because
2: of your work essentially.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. And how I went about my daily business and how I dealt Mm -hmm. with people and how I was respectful and how, you know, I was just a good, a good person and went about stuff the right way. And I, I firmly believe that that came into um, play when he was thinking about hiring a, an assistant, uh, you know, to round out his staff. Um, and then the second, second prong to that is um, don't burn any bridges because mm-hmm. you never know. Yeah. Great advice. You yeah. never know if one, you'll have to cross that bridge again or that person that they might not be valuable to you now but what if they get promoted or what if their best friend gets promoted and they can connect you on their bridge, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it, you never, and you guys, you guys know that. No, I always tell them that he wants to fight everybody. Everybody don't <laughs> burn bridges. Yeah, Mortal that's Kombat. Good. That's good. That's good advice. That is good advice. Ben, calm down. But well, yeah, that's, that's what, that, those are my two kind of my, my piece of advice. Cause it's, I've lived it. Yeah, you know, that's I f- I firmly believe that I'll take that to my grave.
0: Yeah, I think that anybody having been in kind of a, a specific level it, with any good wood advice would give those two things: don't burn bridges and work your tail. No matter on because, how angry you get, don't yeah. burn bridges. Exactly. Yep. Well, Brian, uh, that's some good advice and we will leave it off there for this episode and we'll pick it up next one. We're going to talk about, uh, Linfield and we'll talk about that experience and where you are right now. Uh, with that, I have some very good questions on that, I think. And, uh, but thank you. We appreciate that, uh, insight into your background.
1: Yeah. hundred uh, percent. thanks for, thanks for having me. And you know, I, I love talking baseball, as you can probably tell from the first, however long this was. Yeah. Yeah. I kinda That was great. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Excellent.
0: Well, with that said, I'm Ben. And I'm Dave. And I'm Brian. And you have yourself a great day wherever you are. Peace out.